0: And now from Grid Square Echo, Mike 48. This is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, hello and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. This is Amateur Radio Amplified on 100 Watts and a Wire. It's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. Whether you're an experienced ham radio operator or just getting started, this podcast is designed to mentor, entertain, and provide a welcoming community for radio enthusiasts around the world. We cover news, topics, and information from the world of amateur radio, and you're listening to episode 390, Ham Radio News, topical discussions, Q&A, questions already coming in, and more. And you can tune in to the live recording every Sunday, 6 o'clock Central, to catch up on episodes, and uh, you can subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Your questions are welcome now in the chat. You can send them during the week on our social media outlets. And uh we are live. Steve is here at W7UDI as usual, and we are goofing around because it's so oh, yeah. exciting. It's so exciting uh to be with you guys on Sundays. I know I wait for it. It's one of my most anticipated days of the week. Two o'clock comes around and I'm like, oh man, I could go. What are the guys doing? five more hours okay i'll go out and break or do whatever it is but um uh what's going on steve how was your uh work week were you staying out of trouble or are you getting uh are you the staying hammer out or of the trouble. Nail? it was it, it was not
1: as busy this week as it was as the past couple weeks but it was uh it was pretty good it, uh, not too bad and uh weekend a uh, little bit on the wet side dry and uh so, but today spent Uh, pretty much a good chunk of the day
0: out here in the shack well good deal oops we gotta gotta let them know that scotty's having some internet connectivity and uh, that's Mm -hmm. code word around the podcast world for contract negotiations it's uh it's one of those things it's a weird time it starts in february and he's like eh. Dan sends off the text and it's like, yeah, I'm having a little oh, trouble yeah. with my Wi-Fi because, of, because he's where in the – what part of the earth is he that doesn't have it? The digital divide is where Scotty is tonight. And uh, it just means that we uh, owe him some money, Steve. So I, that's all I'm I'm oh, guessing. Boy. It's a negotiation. So – I'm looking yeah, around. He probably want
1: some. Probably wants a makeup person and stuff. To, you know, products for
0: the hair and you know all that. It's the hair. The hair I products. mean, it's the hair. It's the. I run the FT8 thing. I'm doing this and this nah. and that. Uh, and anyway, you know, anybody who's thinking about it, starting your ham radio podcast, think of this. You get these grown folks with long hair. Go with the guys with no hair. Then you don't hear about it. First, it's Paul, Uncle Paul wants to have uh, many people in there, must six hundred and twenty nine hairs, not one more. Like all these demands, it gets hard oh, to yeah. keep it together. And so, yeah, when people don't show up, it's usually a contract negotiation. But uh, there you are. If you have questions, put a cue in front of it, and uh, we will try to get a hold of those questions and pull them out for you here tonight, so to speak. <gasps> Did not mean it that way, Ric Flair. All right, a little bit of serious things. We're going to talk about a little portable operation tonight. But a couple of things in our world is going on. I couldn't wait to talk to Steve. I thought, I'm going to text him. No, like, no, no, no. We we can do this one on the show. It's always better when we just kind of spontaneously go. We have a guide uh, that we, we go by. But um, anyway... Let's talk about this Chinese balloon. It's been dubbed the Chinese spy balloon. Mm -hmm. And I was really curious yesterday. I made a quick video for TikTok. Hello to our TikTok um, viewers. I appreciate you guys. Uh, That's growing over there. The one-minute hits are fantastic. If you're from there, thumbs up to you. But, uh, I mean, the feedback from that, you know, it's very interesting to me Forget about the politics of it, right? We know that the United States is a is being watched by all of our adversaries, all of our rivals, uh, whether it's uh, the Russians or it's mm-hmm. China. We know they're watching. Anyway, mm-hmm. I was curious. I was thinking to myself, this thing made it all the way from the West Coast, Pacific Ocean, across. It went over Missouri. People saw it in St. Louis. I did not. Oh, you meant You didn't see it. I oh, did wow. not see it. My wife thought she had seen it, uh-huh. and it's possible because if you go on Twitter and do any work like that, it came. It you, there were photographs from St. Louis, and I'm sure all the great states all the way to the toward the East Coast. It came down the hard way, Steve. We sent our boys oh, up yeah. there, the top gunners, and they uh, they pierced it, and and uh, it became part of the ocean, but. Uh, I'm curious to see what you think, but what what was really getting me was I was like, and again, forget about the politics. I don't. We don't talk about politics on the show and in the community. We want to stick to things that keep us connected, right? But I'm thinking, what was it capturing? Right? Was it? It was capturing video. I'm sure video. Probably. Was it sending messages back? What was it using to gather information? My tech geek thing. Mm-hmm. I turned into a geek, man. I wasn't thinking as much as the politics and you all, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And it was like, what are they, what's on there? Because I saw a huge array of solar, Mm -hmm. you know, to power this thing up and stuff. So I have no idea. I can imagine they were gathering information through video. They may have been sending signal back somewhere. Now, this is where I turn it over to somebody who knows a little bit more about these things. <laughs> where, where I don't know, he's coming. I, you'll be here. Let me keep talking a while, but I'm looking at that phone line. You let me know. What do you think, Steve? Like, I was fascinated by just the technological aspects mm-hmm. of China. China's no joke in terms of being a powerful country and their technology. What do you think they were, what would you put on something like that if it accidentally, well, when it, when quote, it
1: first came out i mean the reports it's like oh we got this chinese spy balloon or whatever and they were pretty quiet about it in the beginning and uh it was kind of like okay why well, use a balloon but okay that's something different and low tech and let's see what happens and and then they're going well it's you know it's guided it's going over montana it's going over some uh, missile bases and some sensitive uh, US military installations. So they figured there was some kind of guidance on it. Then the Chinese came out and said, it's a weather balloon. And it got off course. And it's like, okay, that's reasonable. And um, it was just, uh, who knows, but you had this huge, huge um, solar array on there. And, um, you know, this thing's floating around 60,000 60, feet. And you know, pe- the ground pictures are zoomed in and it's like, you know, this is a pretty big array and a, a pretty big balloon. And I can imagine what our pilot buddies were doing up there at, uh, uh, they were a lot closer and, uh, how big it was. So, um, it was kind of like, hmm, well, that's interesting. The only thing I wish it was, it was kind of, I wish it was more mile hour. So we could do a little balloon bounce and, mm. and uh, Bounce some uh, VHF, UHF signals off it and see uh, what kind of DX operation we can do on UHF. Uh, bounce and uh, get your, uh, instead of hitting the moon, let's get something a little bit closer to us and bounce off the balloon and uh, uh, BME or something like that. Balloon, earth, balloon, whatever, or something. But who knows? But that's kind of what I was thinking. But I, yeah, I saw the video yesterday that uh, it became uh, fish bait. So now it's
0: swimming in the Atlantic. It was there any doubt? You know, and of course they said the size of this thing. They were saying uh, reports are. You know, uh, man, I want to not go too deep into this because I think that the media has a really interesting role in our life, and uh, what we're given is what is you know what. Ah. But you know, they were saying that it was three buses, the size mm-hmm. of three buses. This array, and they didn't want to take it out over. The country. And my thought was like, I totally get that. I just, um, I didn't care for it. The fact that number one is it, it made it into our airspace at all it was kind of surprising to me. And then of course it was able to go all the way from where you live all the way out <laughs> the, you know, South Carolina was a lot of the videos. So mm-hmm. I guess it was out there near the the ocean uh, on the Atlantic side what could it, I mean, and it only took a couple of days, you know, it took a couple days to get out there, but it, it got to go over the whole country. And I know they were watching I, it. So, you know, I that kind it of came
1: was, in over Alaska, which, uh, <clears throat> and then it kind of worked its way down through Canada, if I understand right. And then, uh, I guess once it got over Montana, then it, uh, the Dakotas, it got, uh, everyone started getting wound up over it or the, or that's when it was reported to the media, and then, right. and then, you know, it just became this
0: feces show, and uh, here we go. And it yeah. was kind of fun for the week. It was an interesting thing to watch, you know, and of course, the, the I we may never know what they find out about this thing. They probably won't just go ahead and announce it with full transparency. It was this and this and this, and they had this thing, but... Uh, so we may never really know, but maybe that's mm. the skeptic in me with the media and maybe the information that comes out of uh, Washington sometimes. But I was really curious what what kind of technology could sustain itself to go from China all the way across our country, you know, and it could have probably made itself back, you know, had mm-hmm. it not been blasted by our finest military on the planet. Uh, but – uh at last. Yeah,
1: chances are if, if it went over Chinese territory they probably would have shot it down to retrieve the equipment or just let it go into the drink but uh, I'm the only thing I kind of see from, from the ham radio aspect is now what's this going to do for the STEM projects that these kids that are sending balloons up and they'll throw an APRS transmitter on there and this thing will float around and we've had a few amateur radio balloons that have circumvented the globe once or twice or three times. So it's going to be interesting now from here on out how our hobby is going to be somewhat affected by it. And, it, and they're like, oh, what's like, are you, that's a reach? And it's like, no, it's not a reach. It's uh, we have people in our hobby here and students uh, and STEM students in high schools and stuff, they're do- doing these balloon exercises and we're going to be getting into that mode again, come spring. And, uh, so what's that going to do to us? And as uh, as a group of, you know, hobbyists, uh, so, because now it's all heightened, anytime there's going to be a balloon floating around, everyone's going to go, Oh my God, it's a spy balloon from the North Koreans. So <laughs> go how,
0: who knows this? And I open it up to all of our listeners because the answer's there. And I, maybe I didn't read enough on this, but how did they know where it came from? Were they able to scramble a message? Does anybody know that? I'm just sharing. I'm throwing that out there. Did you guys hear hmm. any a bit? How did they know it was a spy balloon from China in the first place? I'm, I'm wondering if radio intercepted it, you know what I mean? Be, I, Normal folks could not put that thing together like that with that no. array. That solar array it was beautiful, by the way. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's like a really cool thing. And I don't think our kids yeah, are going to be doing of, that. But I wonder, did anybody of, hear how they figured that out? I guess that's high military tactical stuff that yeah. we're not pretty And, and it, could
1: be, it could be speculation on the media. I mean, who knows? I, I figure our governments have been... Going back and forth and talking or whatever, and uh, they kind of have an idea. And who knows? <laughs> I, I don't know. But that solar array would be kind of cool. I could I'd bet like those guys that. down in Bouvet could use a, a solar for, array like that. <laughs> sure.
0: Lionel says the uh, Chinese claimed it, so that that does make sense. Uh, it makes sense. And they it said was, it was a weather yeah, balloon after
1: after it was in the U.S. the continental U.S. airspace for a day or two. Then they finally claimed it said yeah it's ours and it's a weather observation balloon that went off course now and it it was a private company and then the conspiracy theorists come out well it it's the government because every company in china is run by the government whether it's private or not or that's what that's what they're saying not me and um so um, it's the It's been just kind of fun to watch the the shell going back and forth.
0: Is it true, my friends, that our government said the balloon had a tag on it that said made in China? It could have had a, no, 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 no. I saw a picture of it that said <laughs> Bofang on it. <laughs> Was it full of Bofang radios? There you go. I mean, you know, it could have just been a, a, a blimp of the Wushan or Bofang factory. We make light of it. Uh, you know, there are a couple of disappointing things of how it hit our airspace. For, to, well, I, I imagine they scrambled some signal and figured out what it was. And then it was like, oh, okay, they figured out technology and uh, de-scrambled, scrambled whatever they did and figured out where it was coming from. The fact that it came across and had to go the whole length of our country before it could be shot down bothers me a little bit. But uh, not to be a conspiracy, what did you call him, a conspiracy theorist, this is, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think that's an awful long time to just kind of let it go. And was it a shiny quarter? Stay tuned. We'll find out. (laughs) I don't know if it was or not, but I don't know if it was a distraction. But lots of great feedback on TikTok, uh, some stuff on YouTube. We had um, our Discord Folks were talking about a little bit, but staying respectful—you know what I mean. It, it gets tricky trying to keep your thing, your wits about you, and not get too political when it's a different country and that sort of thing. I appreciate everybody trying to be cool with it. Uh, my angle is let's talk about that technology on board and how it was communicated. That would be kind of cool to find out.
1: I, I mean, love that. What were they doing? I mean, if it was, if it was a spy balloon, then just yep, it was a spy balloon. We were, we were testing you. Okay, mm-hmm. be done
0: with it. And we if shot a weather that balloon, mess down, and that's what you yes, get when did. you mess with us. Mm-hmm. Okay, but
1: but if if it was a weather balloon, okay, what instrumentation were you looking at? How were you getting the data back and forth, and and things like that? Just uh,
0: more on the on the geeky nerdy side would be kind of cool. You know, and and if it was weather. You know, this is this is like a dream sequence here. Like, I I know this isn't real. This is an ideal state. But if it was a weather thing that just got away, I'd love for our government to say, yep, that's what it was. You know, this thing got hit up in some sort of system and the weight of it kept it on track, sort of on track and blew it off a little bit as it hit. You know what I mean? Like if there was a an explanation where it wasn't like nefarious and it wasn't. Mm Hey, we weren't trying to we, – this is just uh, – it's a friggin' balloon, guys. Sorry. I'd love to hear that too. I don't know that we'll hear that. This could be used for no. political advantage, disadvantage, whatever. And I, I just don't want to go there, but I'd love to know the technology, if it was weather-related and it just got off course, maybe there's some science in it that we can learn from. You know what I mean? Whether it's technology or these weather things that they put up. You know, We could learn – you bring up a great point about STEM – And uh, the lessons that could be learned from a runaway balloon, you know. And if it is hardcore spy stuff, I just think to me, (laughs) weather can be found anywhere. You can know what it is anywhere right now. You know, there's great, great systems and satellites and there's ways to tell Mm -hmm. weather. So I don't know. I don't know what to do.
1: Well, maybe next time if they do this. They should put an APRS tracker on there.
0: Yeah, that way so they he, can
1: kind of like, hey, it's just a radio experiment, and uh, <laughs> at least we can track it and we can watch it go wherever it is. But hey, it's cool.
0: Right on. Yeah. Uh, thanks for indulging us on that. We're sticking with technology a little bit: the uh, transmitters, the receivers, the gathering information, how it's being sent—all fascinating uh, to many of us, uh, apart from the uh, the other types of things that were happening. So I got to I gotta do some business here. Well, now that we don't have Scotty here, I'm double dipping. So I'm going to have to cut into the uh, funds to pay myself. Double. I'm taking your money, Scotty. This kind of dicky move with the hair and all this. <laughs> Asking for all this. I hope you can't even watch on YouTube. Anyway. This week in radio history, Steve, Ernest Alexanderson Successfully test a multi tuned antenna. That was in 1916. On February 7th, 1950. Did you want to make a comment about that? Go ahead. No, no, that was cool. Ernest Alexanderson. That's quite a name. In 1915, uh, the first train to station message was in Bingham, Bingham. This is a word that I got to say it a couple times Binghamton, New York. Help me out of here. Binghamton. Binghamton yeah Binghamton I gotta like nod my head in a weird way to get it all out Binghamton that was in 1915 in uh 1958 the Advanced Research Projects Agency the ARPA later the uh D-A-R-P-A was formed and uh that's what happened
1: DARPA DARPA and that was basically the father of the internet not Al Gore.
0: But not Al Gore. Never. That, I think, was not transparent. And that might have been a lie. <laughs> just a little. Just a little. And I invented the double sided. No, I'm not going to do it. You're <laughs> not going to get me to turn into a dirty man here. The sexy music comes on, and I'm like, the double sided baby there are some events going on steve february 11th and 12th the cq www riddy wpx oh, the, contest is happening on the 11th and 12th any thoughts on the uh cq oh, that's, contest? that's a
1: big one that big riddy contest so that brings out all the the heavy duty uh, riddy operators so it will be a, a busy weekend on the band there in the riddy sub band
0: that's something that I don't know nearly enough about, Riddy. I need to dig in. There's so many shades to this onion and layers to it. Mm-hmm. February 11th and the 12th, the O Miss QSO party is happening. The 11th and the 12th. So listen to those. February 11th, National Inventors Day. N2I will be in Edison, New Jersey. Listen for that. And February 6th through the 11th, Super Bowl 57 special event station w7asc in phoenix arizona you can check all of this information on our discord channel scotty does a good job of uh gathering this stuff and putting it up there in the channel for events Uh, so there you go for that thank you scotty for that information we got a new sponsor. Got to talk to you guys for a minute. Since it is, is important. I don't know if we wanted to have the sexy music playing, but it's so sexy. Let's bring it down just to talk about. Powerfilm Solar and Gigaparts, you guys. Powerfilm Solar and Gigaparts. Powerfilm Solar is uh, like a power company, right? And they make these great... This, is, this isn't even part of the, the ad. I want to tell you about them a little bit. They are providing quality solar power solutions for your portable operating needs and you can explore powerfilm selection of quality products by visiting gigaparts.com and do a search for 100 watts i do want the music because i want to break it down oh you know what's sexy steve oh, is a foldable solar panel take it out there on your portable ops but what's really inco- is really cool about Power from Solar? We've been trying to work together for years, literally for years, and we finally figured it out. And we've brought in Gigaparts, and I always want to have sort of a you call them a retailer, Steve? I don't know, a retail mm-hmm. store, right? They sell everything. So we've got Gigaparts now, and we've got Power from Solar combining together to sponsor the show, right? And we always say, if you find value in 100 Watts in a Wire, you can support the content in the community you enjoy. There's ways to become a member. We do the buymeacoffee.com. I'll put that up there for you real quick. And you can support it financially, right? But here's a, here's a real easy way. I want, I want to help you help us. That's free. I'm going to talk to Steve a little bit about it, and it's not going to cost anything to anybody here's what I'd like you to do go to gigaparts.com and in the search bar put 100 watts one word one zero zero watts and hit go and it's gonna bring you up the powerfilm solar selection all the stuff they're selling at gigaparts for powerfilm solar between me and you and hundreds and hundreds of our friends if you go to that site do a search, pull up that stuff. They're going to collect this information, not your information, but they want to see how many hits it gets, right? They want to see what kind of traffic 100 watts in a wire can generate to this website to see if there's value in being a sponsor. That's transparency, Steve. That's transparency. Mm -hmm. That's how this works. If they see that the people who listen to this show or watch this live stream actually do that they'll be more inclined it isn't even about the buying i don't think because this is quality stuff it's expensive and shoot i think i can show you this page i'm gonna go ahead and just turn this off they're getting more than they pay for this week steve but this is important all right cut the music here we are it's me and steve-o now on your screen gigaparts.com here you go up into the the bar type in 100 watts and up comes all of these great solar options right and what I'm saying to you is, if you do this, they can count and track the traffic. That traffic results in, hey, you know, it's kind of it's good. These people are going there. They're listening to the show and they're going out and checking our our stuff out, buying it. That's on you. I don't think that even matters as much. So anyway, that's complete transparency. How this sponsorship, um, what they hope to gain is a little bit of traffic to the website, waka waka. Was that fair? That make enough sense, Steve. You can talk about it if oh, you yeah. like. I, I, I've been
1: talking. Oh, in certain- it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So yeah, just go visit Gigaparts and uh, just search on hundred watts and a wire and look at uh, what uh, you know items come up and uh, check them out and then uh, shop around the uh, Gigaparts uh, website for your needs. Uh, for you know whether you need radios, cables, accessories. Microphones or or anything else, give uh, give parts a uh, a try. Thank you, and thank uh, you, Dennis. We oh, appreciate you.
0: you, our friends here. You know you're invited to join us live. We do the live show every Sunday six o'clock. It does get packaged. I don't even edit it. I just it is what it is, and we try to make it good to start with. Cut it up. The audio goes out to the podcast listeners, right? So we have a lot of people listening. The people who are here now are in the chat and they're already they're already going to do that. So it doesn't cost you anything to do it. It's a click, look around, and if something suits your needs, by all means, do, do your thing, I'll work to get you a discount. But the easiest way right now, to have them see something in our community. Do a, do a is, little uh, window shopping.
1: As, yeah, what the hell. As your spousal unit would say, I'm going yeah. window shopping.
0: Now, if you have questions about that, now, I, I own a couple power from solar pieces for sure, and they're really good. And this is the video. I mean, they're totally getting way more than they paid for here. So I'm just I'm trying to help lay a foundation. But I've got one. And if you go to that, they go to their site, right? This is the one where I was like, you should just say, uh, you know, you've been military tested. They take these solar panels. These aren't the hard Case ones. These are ones that fold up, right? You put in your bag or whatever. They're expensive. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm going to be transparent on that too. It's quality stuff, but it's pricey. Well, mm-hmm. they took these things out, Steve. And I don't know if you noticed it. I'm, I won't pull it up here because most people are listening. They shot this some of bitch. They shot the thing and put the gear back on it just to test and see how it was doing. And it was still, it was a little less than, but it was still providing power after this thing had been shot. And I was telling our contact there, you guys should talk about it. It's military tested or military American made. It's American made uh, in Iowa. They're in Ames, Iowa, make this company. Anyway, look, guys, you know we love you. It's just transparency. This is how this sponsorship is uh, being gauged, is uh, just to see what our crew will do if they'll go look. Who cares? That's enough. You didn't pay for that much. Apart. Y'all ain't pay. We're a uh, community supported for the most part. I'm <laughs> talking about all this. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, Steve, I want to talk to you about Bouvet. Just to change gears here, y'all, here we go mm-hmm. again. I made a it's, little video today. They are there. It's very mm-hmm. exciting. And I don't know if you can pull up the Discord, because uh, Uncle Paul's been following this. And I'm Mm -hmm. reading this, and I'm following along. I'm going to go ahead and put this up uh, on our screen here. But first, let me me just talk to you first about... um, I'm worried, Steve. I'm worried for the human aspect of this. If you read Mm -hmm. the last report, this shiz doesn't look like a slam dunk, man. Oh, God, no. Mm -mm. And my instinct tells me that They've got as much food as they could take, which it's a bigger boat. They probably have enough, but they do have a big team. The weather's been really rough. Mm-hmm. You know, they're coming up with contingency plans. Oh, yeah. They're trying to set up base camps. And I got this feeling like, and it was a human feeling like, damn, man, like, I think some portion of this de expedition will happen, whether they get up one antenna and they work whatever I think something's going to happen but I don't know at the scale that they intended to and you being a firefighter probably have good insight into these contingency programs and thoughts I was reading on our discord channel the latest information that's coming out and I'm trying to stay positive but I wasn't really thinking that this this doesn't look great to me um And I'll pull it up, but go ahead and talk, Steve. I'm not trying to be a bummer, but um, I know it might sound like that, and I think that they're going to get something off here. Oh yeah, they
1: will. I mean, it's so if you kind of looked at the the website, the official website um, of the D Expedition, they kind of had a three step plan it went as far as operating they had this goal to operate for about three weeks and uh, so there was going to be step one there was drawings and layouts of the uh, of the camp the operating tents the sleeping tents what stations they're going to have online and then there was going to be this next phase the and, uh, and get more stations online and then the final phase, the third phase, which was going to have the full Monty and, uh, and this is the way they're going to operate. I think it was now they've kind of ran into things that, you know, is you just you can't factor in from planning from afar. And uh, it's the weather and then the terrain because they can't be on the beach which is the easiest place to set up because of restrictions from the authorities that said, okay, you have to be here. So they're, they're climbing up a hill or a cliff Mm -hmm. of some sort, and they're getting a couple hundred feet off the, off the deck basically. So I think with the weather, with the terrain and everything else, it's becoming a little bit harder for them to accomplish the tasks that mm. they had in mind. So, and like everything else, now it's time to adapt, overcome, and move on. So, they're going to try to do the best they can, you know. And we just have to sit there and wait patiently. But um, I mean, the last group that tried to, you know, do the activation, they couldn't even step foot on the island. They because of of other issues this trip they they're on the island but not everybody just a core select few uh, four or five guys or from what i gather and so we just got to be waiting patiently and they're they want to be there just as badly as we want them to be there but uh you know their safety is the you know paramount and uh and you also have the captain of the vessel that's gonna he Basically, is running the show. You could just say, nope, nope. we're done. We're out of here. Get on, and, get on. Uh,
0: so we had an um, update. We had an update today. I'll read it through. It's not a very long one. It's a uh, 3Y0J team leader, Ken, LA7GIA. He says, quote, during the weekend, the 3Y0J team has adjusted our plans. We are currently preparing this Sunday morning to land essential supplies to survive on the island and build the camp to manage the upcoming storm prediction for Thursday. In addition, we will attempt to land radio equipment in a different operation during the most favorable time slots. This landing depends on the conditions at Bouvet, which have proven to be very difficult. The setup is a small scale setup that if we succeed, will possibly be extended. More info later. That's zero Y, I mean three Y zero J, um, and that team. And for our viewers who are here, um, I I did uh, and I will pull up some uh, some images to click through. And you know, there's a superhuman element here. You know, I mm-hmm. I think I what I was thinking today was like, you know, we don't know their safety. We were hearing things about how. You know, some members were getting sick, um, you know, and and of course, I think you will. It's cold AF out there, and you're out there in this really rough water. And they do have a Facebook group that you can join to see some of the images. And I'm sharing those with our friends who are here uh, during the live stream. But it looks cold. It looks choppy. And uh, who knows how much food. I'd love to know again how much food they took with them, how much equipment and you know how it's going to how it all is going to pan out. It it looks amazing. Mm. But uh you know, just a couple penguins hanging out, you know, maybe they're taking penguins, some uh, seals. Some
1: yeah, it's uh it's quite uh quite the operation and <laughs> and the guys that are going there, I just hate to say it, but they're not spring chickens and uh so they're Things are going to take a little bit longer to get done, and uh, so it's uh, it's quite the uh, quite the adventure for those guys. And I just admire them for what they're doing, and uh, just for the love of ham radio.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, it is it, it's an amazing undertaking. I don't know. Someone asked me. Would I have gone? And you know, I think the young man in me is like, yeah, kid, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, like, yeah, yeah. But then I'm like the practical side of me today with the family and um, the need of this family to be, you know, make it back and, and be with and earn. It's a different uh, system that I need. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, no, is the answer is no, I wouldn't not be able well, to go
1: but you know it's I, the cost it a lot of it cost. and you know when we when we were in our younger days we didn't we had family and then the cost i mean these members put up about 50 percent of what the total cost of the uh of the de-expedition so they're only raising about 50 percent of the cost and whatever cost overruns happen these guys have to pay it out of their pocket so they um they got a lot of skin in the game and, uh, I mean, in reality, when we're in our 30s and 40s and we got a family, we don't have the luxury to spend on this hobby. And it's like, and just go to your wife or your spousal unit and say, hey, I need to spend $25,000 because I want to go out and sit on right. some island for three weeks, but I'm going to be gone for two months because of the preparation to get there and the, the whole nine yards and getting back. It's, uh, yeah, your your spouse is gonna say uh, mm, no, and f no. <laughs> but uh, when you're you know R H and uh, gray hair and stuff like that, then the the wife is going, yeah, get out of here. I don't want to see you for the next mm-hmm. two months. Pablo, mm-hmm. the pool boy's coming over,
0: <laughs> and sign this here. What is this, honey? Life insurance, <laughs> millions and millions. No, I, I think that um, – because we were t- we were planning to talk specifically about portable operations, and this is the mm-hmm. ultimate portable operation. And, and so we can do that while we're here tonight. There are some questions I want to get to, so I won't harp on this. But you mentioned the age of um, the people, and they're not spring chickens. We mm-hmm. ran through a f- couple photographs with respect to those folks. But I think about all the things you can't leave behind. I think about what medications you might be taking and how many – you know, did you pass for, you know, if they extend this trip, did you have what you need? It's not like you can get it dropped in on you. I don't think, oh, what's his face uh, from Amazon's going to deliver out there, even if you have the prime. Uh, so, you know, taking just your medication and your, you know, the, the clothes, whatever you need, plus the radio gear. It got me thinking like, man, I don't know. It, there's a tone coming out this morning that, look, guys, this is a rough one. This is I know they wanna do it. They're like they can taste it. It's like they are hungry and they got a taste of that uh sweet potato pie or whatever it is. And they're gonna do something, but I'm mm -hmm. curious to see what what that'll be. And and they will do the
1: best they can with what they got and uh just uh go with the conditions and roll with it. And uh I I think in the end they'll they'll do fine and they'll do good and it will be uh, some great stories uh, when they get back as they uh, do the uh, the talk circuit at uh, the Hamvention and oh they're the coming DX, on here.
0: Uh, can- I'm getting somebody to come on here and I'm going to end up asking <laughs> questions that nobody asks. You know, there like you go. Things I, you know, we talked about it a little bit. We talked to their their um, what do you call them? Their public uh, information officer, and you know. We talked about bringing them on and what, maybe even when they get settled there, because they're meant to have really good Wi-Fi is what I'm hearing, is they've got really great, strong Wi-Fi and and those sorts of things. So we'll see what happens, y'all. I, I'm not trying to be a bummer, but I'm a realist and I'm thinking, man, this is they're augmenting, and they're augmenting, and they're just trying to set up to survive and woo, stay tuned. All right, some of the ham fests are actually happening. Steve, February 10th through the 12th, Orlando Hamcation. I've never Woo! been there, but I would yeah, go. I would me go either. there. That's,
1: that's on the bucket
0: list. Somebody get a hold of these people and say 100 Watts and a Wire should be doing a live show from this joint. I know everybody else is probably down there, but uh, if not, maybe we go to Idaho and we go to these real small ones, since we're real small and all. Orlando Hamcation, February 10th and uh, through the 12th. February 11th, the Boat Anchor Ham Fest in Augusta, Maine. Steve, have you ever been to that one? Ooh. The Boat no. Anchor Ham Fest in Augusta. I bet you it's that cold. Looks like fun. Ooh. Also, February 11th, the 48th Annual Ham Radio Swap and Shop in Traverse City, Michigan. I've been to Traverse City. I've never been to that swap and shop. I like the sound of that. Kick it. Ooh. Also, February 11th. A lot going on February uh, 11th. Hendricks County Ham Fest in Danville, Indiana. Shoot, that's not too far from here. See, we should go to all these. They're all going to Hamcation. We'll be at the little ones. I like that. The little guys. Yeah, there you go. Got it, right? And uh, let's see, if your club or anybody's having a gathering that you uh, know of, let us know, and we can uh, put it in the events channel on our Discord server, drop us a line, let us know what's happening, and that would be fantastic. If you're looking for a power solution, check out BioNOPower, offering the best lithium phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit bioenopower.com. that's B-I-O-E-N-N-O-Power.com com. com. Well, we've got some questions. Uh, if you have a question, yeah. I'm trying to keep up. I'm trying, y'all. I can try to keep up. But if you have a question, put a cue in front of it. Steve and I, this is the thing where you notice, yeah, I guess I do got to pay that long-haired, hippie, gummy bear eating <laughs> antenna building some of them
1: because. Maybe, maybe we got to kick up the gummy bears. Maybe more gummy Maybe just.
0: Maybe they mixed. need to be
1: sweeter or something. We just
0: he gets paid those? in gummies. Is that it? He gets paid in gummies. I
1: don't know. That, I'm not part of the contract
0: negotiation team. This just so. in from uh, Mark. He said they raised seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for that. Uh, I imagine Bouvet. Is that what we're talking about, Mark? Uh, good information mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, that sounds right. Half
1: of that's from the team members that are. Oh. Uh, yeah so that's spread amongst those team members so they've uh um they're uh, they've uh they got a lot of they got coin into this uh there. they're gonna want to get in there for real they want to you know they want to get their money's worth so all
0: right good deal okay got got
1: a couple of questions oh do you all
0: right go ahead if you can read those that'd be cool
1: so uh we have uh kd5 pck so uh anybody work the chinese balloon I haven't, mm-hmm. but it sure mm-hmm. would have been fun.
0: It would so, be. Uh, I was asking people that too. I was wondering if uh, anybody was able to hear anything. Did anybody come out of it, uh, you know, hearing any kind of transmissions? It's curious to me. It's uh, the nerd. Yeah. The nerd geek. Do you have another one?
1: But, oh, well, let's see. Where was I, where did I? I just saw it. Oh, Lou was wondering to know uh, N9LTW, who cuts your hair?
0: Ha, 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 oh ha. me, me! I did it, <laughs> Bick. I think it's called Mister Bick or Gillette Mr. or something Bick. like that. Good grief! The trains go well, we, through. We got a good,
1: we got a good one here from uh, Private Nombre. And uh, uh, when hanging a dipole, is it common to use LMR 400 to the lift point to then use connect then use connect a lighter coax to reduce? Reduce the weight, or should I just keep it LMR 400 all the way? Um, it depends, I would say, on the length of your run. So for what I'm gathering is that the LMR 400's kind of running down on the ground or in conduit in the ground or whatever. And then once it uh, goes vertical or elevated, then you're using something like RG58 or 8X. Um, yeah, that's one way of doing it. Uh, it Take an LMR 400 all the way up to the feed point of the dipole. Yeah, you can do it. It's, there's the weight of the LMR 400, but be very, be cautious with it. LMR 400 is not designed to be flexed around. Because the center conductor is a copper coated aluminum wire. It's solid. And over a course of time, it will break and it will snap and you'll have, you'll have problems. There is a. Flexible version of it, which will have a stranded center conductor, and that would be more, would be the better choice for if you're going to run it up to the, uh, all the, the feed line all the way up to the feed point. So it all depends on your situation, but if it's true LMR 400, be really careful where you put it and how you're using it in, uh, in a space where it's going to be moving around. And uh, it's more designed to be kind of fixed and stay in one place. But uh, yeah, you could do it. Uh, the other thing is, if you use like RG8X, no problem. It's uh, If it's a 40 meter antenna, the losses are going to be pretty minimal. Uh, the only time you're going to end up running into a problem with RG8X, if you're running high power, like 1,500 watts, and 10 meters, it, the coax will have a power rating limitation about a thousand watts 1200 watts plus then you'll get the insertion loss so not not such a good idea but if you're running 80 160 40 meters 8x is just fine and it's and it's lightweight
0: question came in uh, for you Steve can I make a double bazooka from LMR 240 is it as useful as LMR 400
1: sure. Or- yeah, you can make it out of two hundred and forty RG 59. Um, yeah, you can make them out of pretty much any coax. It's, you know, uh, ideally you want coax that's has a, um, a copper, uh, braid and center conductor. There are RG six coax out there that uh, have a, the shield is stranded with, it's a steel stranded shield. And, um, it's a little tough to uh, solder that, but uh, but LMR two forty. That's RG eight X. It's just uh, yeah. If you have a whole bunch of it and you want to do it, do it.
0: Question just from remember, Ricardo. You remove the shield. Uh, Ricardo it lives in paradise. It's called paradise. Uh, question. He says, "Do it for a future show." We're going to do it now. We're going to do it now. Ah. Not... <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Uh, stranded for, or or str uh, stranded or single center core on coax. What would or be solid, better
1: for yeah, which? stranded or solid uh, center conductor. So, um if the coax, I for me, I like to use coax that kind of fits the application of uh, and what the coax is going to be subjected to. So if it's a run that's going to be pretty well fixed if it goes up a support structure up to the top um, of a tower or a mast or whatever, and it's going to be taped or tie wrapped or strapped to that support structure and it's not going to move, solid conductor's fine. Now, if it's going to be a going to a dipole, off-center fed, and this, this coax is going to be flapping in the breeze, or it's a a jumper or a loop that's going to go from uh, the support on the the mast tower or whatever to your hex beam or beam, then you want that to be stranded. Um, you can use a solid uh, conductor, a center conductor, but over a course of time, it's going to have a high higher rate of failure um, because it's being moved around and flexed and never fails. Never fails. When it's going to break, it's not going to be in the summertime. It's not going to be in the spring. It's not going to be in the fall. It will be in the dead of winter. And uh, and the, the suck factor will be high and uh, you'll be kicking yourself in the pants. So look at the application of what you're going to use this coax for and think of all the external effects that are gonna this coax is going to be subjected to like wind ice you know those things and uh but if that's all you have put it up put it up and then uh and then just be ready that someday down the road this is gonna fail but between now and then maybe replace it in when it's a a good time when you get another piece of feed line or uh, between now and then but it never happens I mean I've done it
0: all antennas are temporary, right? We mean mm-hmm. them to be exactly uh, forever and ever. But a question from Donald. He uh, wants to know a suggestion for a 10-meter antenna that might work better locally. He can reach Australia on 10 meters, FD8. But dang, if I can join a local net. Any, any ideas for Donald? Mm. 10-meter antenna, that's for everybody, the collective. So uh, anybody mm-hmm. listening, anybody watching, put it in the chat but uh any thoughts on that steve
1: um i'm trying to think because you want something kind of a a ground wave and uh i think a vertical for local stuff might work better on 10 meters um because once you kind of go into horizontal it doesn't you, it doesn't take much to get above a half wavelength, and uh, now you're going to start, you know, getting your angle up there and uh, and the dangle and um, oh. start working working DX. I know the vertical is going to be um, really low angle of radiation, so it's going to. But I think it might help on the uh, on the uh, the ground wave. It's going to be kind of tough, but I I would kind of venture to say maybe a simple quarter-wave ground plane might work or ground-mounted vertical would be a, a good start and see how that uh,
0: pans out. Thank you for the question. Dennis has a question. Uh, pros and cons of mixing coax types in feeders.
1: Um, You just have barrel connections. So those those are a place of a uh, of little bit of uh, insertion loss, uh, very minor the biggest problem is if they're not sealed up properly, you're going to have a place for water uh, egress or ingress, and then uh, and you know getting into your coax and causing issues there. So um, uh, there's there, if that's what you have, perfect, great, do it. I've done it and it's bit me in the butt because uh, I've had a. Um, I mean, I did a stupid. It was like. And this is one of those things I just like, okay, this is what I have right now. Let me throw it in, get it up in the air, get it going. And then a year or two later, you forget about it. And then I've had a failure and it's like, oh, the antenna's bad. Nope. It's not. Okay. It's the coax. Okay. Where you cut off the ends on each end and you go, okay, my connector went bad. Nope. It's still bad. And then come to find out I had a, a splice, you know, two uh, connectors and a barrel connector there in the middle. I had a, a layer of uh, tape on it. It was inside a conduit. And I totally forgot about it, and it bit me in the butt. And so those are the drawbacks. If you can make it one long run of the same type, it's just easier. It reduces the, uh, the failure points. But if you don't have that option, then you know be mindful of <laughs> that you can have some issues down the road. But do yourself a favor and tape the crap and seal the crap out of that uh, splice point.
0: Lots of great questions in the chat tonight. This is wonderful. You guys are taking precedent tonight. Appreciate it. If you have a question, put a cue in front of it. We've got about, uh, oh, six minutes or so before we uh, sign off for this episode, but we still got some time. Put a cue in front of your question. Uh, W1TRK asks, Is there such a thing as a double bazooka fan pole? all the benefits of a bazooka, but multi-band and fed with a single coax. Sexy talker, man. <laughs> oh yeah. And
1: <laughs> were you at my club meeting yesterday? Because Ooh, I just mentioned that to, uh, to a couple of club members and, uh, they just, they, their eyes kind of went, over. oh, really? Like and you know, we were talking about, uh, double bazookas and the Ben and I go, yeah. I have been toying with. God, I wanted to. I wanted to drop this on everybody, but now I. Now
0: I have. Are you to trying do to it? make it? Are you I've trying been, to make it? You're yeah, I
1: have right been you. toying with the idea of uh, coming up with the with a fan dipole or or a fan double bazooka. Thinking of okay, we'll build an 80 meter leg, at 40 and 20, and that should, in theory, give us four bands maybe five Mm. and uh so uh i'm still working out in my head the mechanics of it i've already got an idea on the centerpiece and how we can deal with that it's just going to be the uh the spacing and then how to deal with the uh with the ends do we have it droop down or do we have it go out horizontally with the others there's i'm gonna try to come up with something but i can see a I need, it would be kind of a cool project and, mm-hmm. uh, and see how that, uh, how that plays out. But, uh, I man,
0: would love to be, a, uh, your master beta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, if I build it, I it <laughs> if
1: I if I build one, it will be heading your way to, uh, throw it out on the, the, uh, under oh, the test range.
0: Yes, that sounds great. Thank you guys so much for the questions. It's been uh, really cool to uh try to help you. That's why we're here. I, I definitely feel there's a shortage of mentoring in amateur radio and as um nature does its thing and our, our older generations die <laughs> off. That sounds terrible. What do you Sorry.
1: Oh, Mark H is uh oh. he's already starting to see I'm going to be diving under the uh under the uh the, the, the ham fest the tables. tables and stuff yeah and, yeah uh, sure, sure so i have uh out i got my little flashlight here my old light and uh hey, we're I gonna get me. ready to uh start uh, looking underneath the uh the ham fest table so uh oh yeah for the coax deals
0: yeah, watch for the guys in summer wearing them short ones because, you know, th- <laughs> some things can sneak out on you and you want to be careful. Oh, them. yeah. No, we're not looking for Gordos,
1: but we're no, looking for the don't
0: Don't, don't <laughs> lay them hanging out there. Uh, if you're struggling with anything, let us know. Drop us a line on any of our social media. My email address is easy to get to uh, Christian at 100 Watts in a Wire. We're on Discord and Facebook and TikTok. I probably missed something. Of course, here on YouTube Sundays at six o'clock. So we're happy to help out. And if we don't know it, we'll go and uh, look it up. We like to research it and be stumped. I love that you are starting a new antenna project. Uh, oh yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, Steve will be rummaging through all of your stuff under the table, and that's a video. We need a we need a video person. <laughs> To follow us along as we go and uh, check out the small ham fest under the table. I'll be looking for loose drawers. Like, (laughs) you need some longer pants. I'll be like, bring them over here and give them some longer khakis. Your stones are hanging out, bruh. What kind of coax you get down there, Steve? Anything good? <laughs> Ten bucks, dude. Ten bucks. You showed us your gordos. Give the man a, a discount.
1: The, the gordos are showing. You there's going to be a discount. <laughs> uh,
0: so Lou says he misses Scotty and his hair follicles. I think it happens for bald guys like us, Lou. We, uh, you know, it's good to have a guy with the hair around, but uh, when you have to pay for all that conditioning, and it's not as good. And he's shaking us down for some money. My internet's down. I need a new hot spot. You know, I need all that. Uh, so, yeah, check I us mean, out on all the socials. What would you say, Steve?
1: I think he's probably going to be one of that Elon, uh, you know, Starlink setup. He wants to set up on the roof.
0: That's uh, also what I spray on my stuff when I sit at the hamfest tables, my Elon Musk's. A <laughs> <laughs> couple of those blasts and you're on the way. I, oh, I think with that in mind. Ooh, oh, yeah, I'll pay the fine. Got a little uh, quarter jar here, I think they call it, Steve. Well, thank you all for hanging out with us. We'll be uh, switching over to live coverage of the 100 Watts and Wire Sunday Evening Net. Again, 6 o'clock Central. We do about an hour together, try to answer your questions, help you out, have a good time, smile, educate, and uh, have some fellowship as we end a work week and get ready for the next one. Then we take it to the airwaves and see what we can do. We know our brother Don in Minnesota is working uh, on 40 meters tonight. So um, if you're near a radio, 7214, he's trying to set up camp. And get that musk on your stones, man. Get, get, get that on there. On your Elons. <laughs> oh, I got a lot of problems. Steve, thank you so much. Thank you oh, so thank much you. for coming and answering these questions. We didn't even have to crack into the vault that's good. No. All the questions here, we're taking precedent tonight, so we appreciate that. Don't forget, do the gigaparts thing if you don't mind. Open another browser. Go to the website real quick. Type in 100 Watts. Poke around a little bit. See if there's anything you want to put on your wish list. Buy if you want to, but you don't have to. I think the traffic... Is uh, The engagement there is what they're looking for. We appreciate you. All right, guys. We'll see you for episode number 391 real soon. 73, Steve. 73, Christian. Uh, By all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. We'll see you guys later. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100WattsAndAWire.com.